0: They cannot see Brett. (laughs) Yeah, you have to, I'm just saying that uh, Brett is reading from the book. That's what's getting him excited right now, (laughs) is he's reading from the book. I can't stand up right now. Welcome to a special episode of the Bourbon Hunters. Today, dude Tyler and Brett sit down with local Columbus bartender and self-proclaimed punk rock lover Jesse Hubbard to discuss his newly released book entitled Punk Rock and Cocktails. We also have him make us a tasty cocktail from the book during the interview. Don't miss out on his book release party on March 25th with details during this episode. But before we get started, let me tell you a little bit about our sponsor, Unicorn Nation Apparel, magical apparel for magical people. Go to www.unicornnationapparel.com to check out their amazing shirts or reach out to them for custom print jobs with no minimum orders necessary. Also, check out the link in our bio for some awesome Bourbon Hunters exclusive bourbon shirts. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us on our hunt for great bourbon. Reward yourself and sit back, grab a pour, kick up your feet and enjoy. So, uh, welcome to another episode of The Bourbon Hunters. I'm Dude Poole. I'm joined by... Tyler Schaefer And... Brett Bryan. And today we have a repeat guest who is uh, back from episode 28, and this is Jesse Hubbard. And a uh, special episode today, he's doing a book release of a book called uh, Punk Rock and Cocktails. And uh, you actually mentioned this book on our last episode that you were on, and um, and I think we were all pretty excited about it when we heard about it, and then it's just now uh, releasing, right? So yeah. for people who haven't heard that episode, give us a little bit of a background of yourself and then talk about uh, the genesis of this, of this book and how
1: it came to be. First of all, that's wild that I, d- I did mention that book. Yeah? yeah. I was working on it then. You're right. Yep. I, I forgot about that. So it's, this is, um, uh, for people that don't know me, I've a bar, been a bartender here for a few years in Columbus uh, at Louisville. And... Uh, I started writing this book because uh, cocktails are something that's really important in my life, and uh, I have a history of working in radio, big lo- love of music as well, and it just sort of came pouring out, uh, the idea of just, what's this book going to be about? It's going to be about punk rock, and it's going to be about cocktails, and, and it's just very appropriately titled as such. Uh, so it's 20 different albums that are influential to me. So punk
0: rock was that? that was and i've read some of this already in the mm-hmm. beginning but uh so why punk rock i mean
1: influential to you yes but yeah uh it, it for me it's something that it just seemed really true to itself and authentic i really connected to the the, the music and the lyrics as a teenager it was rebellious you know what i mean <laughs> and it told you to get out there and think for yourself and to do things you know a certain way or to not do things a certain way necessarily and question authority and You know, when you're 13, 14, 15 years old, that tends to speak to you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, 39 years old and it still speaks to me. We all have those like
2: childhood songs or, you know, even adolescent songs. Every time you
1: hear it on the radio. Music is nostalgia. You're like, that's my jam.
2: And it reminds
0: you of things like from when you, like major events in your life, you can attach music to them. It's it's Or you'll hear a
2: song that then brings up that memory, right? Of something that happened when that song was
0: popular or something. So... Let's talk about what gave you the idea of like, where were you at? Like, were you sitting at a bar and say, oh man, we should write a book about that? Like what happened?
1: Yeah. Like, I mean, it was something where, you know, my wife and my mother and my certain cousins and people that just really believed in me have been telling me for years that you need to write a book. And I would always say back to them, why does anybody care about me writing a book? <laughs> Who's going to buy this book? And like maybe my immediate friend in circle group, you know, and, you know, and family and everybody. And, and Maybe they'll probably buy copies of it, but nobody in California, nobody in New York, nobody you know across the country is going to buy copies of it. So I started thinking about, okay, maybe I'll try to put pen to paper, so to speak, and see what I can come up with. And um, it just clicked. It just clicked. What are two things that I love? What are my passions? What's a cool niche that I can carve out for myself? And the beauty of this is, you may not know who I am, but you pick up this book, you're going to know some of these bands. Yeah. And so you read a little about a little bit about me and my journey with these with these albums and these bands and maybe you buy it from the music aspect maybe you're into it because of the cocktail aspect so there's a couple cool avenues yeah you can kind of take it so you don't have to know me to care about this book
0: right no i mean and, and that's honestly what i thought was really cool about it like i didn't know when you talked about it a, you know a few months ago what it was even going to really be i know you described it and i just couldn't really wrap my head about how you were going to do it but then you know once i sat down with this and and looked through it it's so basically for you listening it's it's really basically like a cock, like a uh, coffee table book. So, you know, something that just looks really nice sitting on your coffee table and then you open it up. You know, the, the print's larger because it's, you know, telling a story about an individual album and then, you know, basically pairing up a,
1: a cocktail with that mm-hmm. album that you've created, all these, right? All, yeah, all they're, the they're all original recipes that I created uh, based on the inspiration of these albums and these bands. And I, I like that. I and,
0: and you did a really good job, I thought, in the book of you know, tying together like the name of the cocktail and, and why you set it on that cocktail for (laughs) that, for that album. It was, it was really neat. Thank you. I Um, see people
2: in groups getting together. Right. And they pick out some of their favorite songs that mean something to them. They're like, let's make these three cocktails tonight. And then listen to the songs why we have them and enjoy them and stuff. Like that would be a fun, like, you know, game night party. Right. You do that in the beginning then you do whatever game night crap because I'm old and I like that shit. Um, <laughs> but this, for me, this is something that I would love in that sense. Like, hey, guys, come See, over. We're going to make some of these cocktails. Yeah, and
0: listen to this album tonight or something
2: gonna like that. we're going to play some Uno when we're done. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> that's, that's have it play in the background
1: or something, yeah. Yeah, I, that's, that's cool. my that's my goal and my dream. If people can congregate and get together and and share their love of music and make some of these cocktails, then, and then I consider this to be a success because that's what it's all about. And I even talk about it a little bit in the book. That's what's great about music and cocktails that bring people together,
0: you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, just on the surface, cool cover. I mean, uh, what I like about it, it's just words, but it it looks like, uh, almost like a... um I don't know if it's a cocktail napkin or if it's supposed to be like a piece of paper that something was written a cocktail down napkin and crinkled like up or something, both, Like
2: something written on a cocktail napkin. Yeah.
0: But something was kind of maybe discarded or whatever, okay. which made, makes me think almost like punk rockish in a sense, <laughs> right, you know? Right. Um, and then, you know, it just has a, a really nice size to it too. So, so like there's a heft to it. There's a, there's a, it's not just like a little tiny book. It's a, it's a big book. It's going to take up some space on your, on your coffee table, but it's going to draw the attention that you want, you know? um and you had a little it looks like maybe a little logo that goes with it which is kind of cool and then as soon as you open it up i feel like you know the pictures that go along with it and i don't know if this was an artistic choice or not but i felt like they were um a little bit like like the era or the punk rock type of style with the pictures i thought um so i don't know if that was intentional or
1: not but it, it was and i'm glad that 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 kind of came through um it's funny because i i designed the cover myself and I kept going back and forth between uh the the logo that you see on it, which is a nod to uh the New York hardcore logo with the crisscross n y h c is what it traditionally exactly I have that tattoo and you know and and then uh and this that's kind of what I wanted to go for. only kind of put in you know like your own your own logo in there yeah uh, but I kept going back and forth between that and like a like a glass stain like you know what I mean like you set your your glass, the cocktail glass uh, on there. Would been cool, too. It was yeah. cool, but it, it, it read more like a coffee cup stain. Yeah. It just didn't look right. quite that. right. So yeah. maybe I'll do like, you know, punk Part rock two. and coffee. <laughs> punk, rock. Punk, rock. punk rock and coffee. <laughs> punk rock and coffee. Well, you do I have love, a yes. cocktail in
0: here that is a coffee infused, what was it, Woodford or something like that. Yeah. I, that yeah, was kind of neat. Do some fun stuff
3: when, in there with that. When I went to um, Starbucks Roastery in Seattle,
1: they oh, had a yeah, whole talking,
3: lineup yeah. of, of you know, they did have whiskey cocktails that were infused with coffee, but I think they just had a whole lineup of different- um,
0: Well, this was a specialty Starbucks too, right? Like There's this only like a,
3: a handful of them in the, the world. In the country or in the world? Okay. Yeah, I think uh, maybe New York, Chicago, I know there's some uh, international ones, but those were some damn good cocktails. Yeah. So-
0: so yeah, that's the one I, it was really cool because it's something that you're not going to just pull off the shelf and make you actually have to prepare. Like same with the fat wash, uh, the cheddar one or whatever. Mm-hmm. I thought those were kind of neat.
2: And I wanted to, I didn't want to bring it up, I guess, but you already did or not right away. But so what is fat washed bourbon? How do you make fat washed bourbon? In the book Does it tell you how to make fat washed
1: bourbon? Yes, I do. Okay. I do explain. So, and, and I'll be happy to go over that a little bit right here, yeah. with the, uh, the terminology, been, but that's yeah. something that. In the book, I wanted to go over some general bar terms that, I, that you would be seeing in the book. Okay. Because there's a lot of stuff that if you are a cocktail nerd, you probably know what they are, but if you are going into this from the music aspect, you're going into it, not knowing too much about it, I don't expect people to know what all this, these terms mean. All right. And also, I give a little tip about how to uh, execute some of these techniques uh, from each cocktail, but the the term fat washing is something that you can do uh, with... You can do it with bacon. You can do it with... Because I was just
2: going to put a piece of bacon in my bourbon bottle and just... I mean, that's good, no. too. There's no, <laughs> hey, that, that
1: works, man. That would just, just a be jumping. bacon infused, man. <laughs> that's, yes, it would be infused as opposed to washed. So, say you can do it with bacon. You can do it with peanut butter. You can do it with nuts. Thing Anything that has oils. Um, okay. And what you do is you, you infuse it for X amount of hours depending on how long you want to uh, get that flavor imparted into the, into the liquid itself. So, you would get... Um, for me, the sweet spot is four hours worth of infusion with, we're we'll, we'll say bacon, you like know? the grease, just the grease and the no, fat. No, literally the, piece the entire of we're, piece we're putting, of bacon. So you need to figure out the ratio of which what it is you want to do, right? So say so we've got a bottle, we've got a bottle of, of Jefferson's, right? And so how much bacon do I need? Do I want in this? How much do I want to come through? How many pieces of bacon? You know, what's mm-hmm. the overall recipe? What I'm doing? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It just depends on what you want out of it. But say we, say we use five pieces of bacon, and we put per bottle of Jefferson's. Um, You let that sit for about four hours. What you do is you put that container you want to put it into like a plastic container, you put it into the freezer and you let it freeze over, I say overnight, eight to 12 hours, give or take, right? So all of the oil is going, and and the grease and everything is Mm -hmm. going to to the top. This is
2: uncooked bacon,
1: right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, mean, you can you, you can do cooked, you can do okay. cooked, you can do uncooked. I mean, I, I would I would I would probably recommend cooked. Okay, yeah, I, I mean, that's why I'm asking. You, you know what I mean? Uh, I you, you could want salmonella over right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I, I should say you want to do Well, co- bacon's you, cured, right?
2: Mm, most of it. Most, most of it. Yeah. So there's un, there's
1: uncured, so you'd have to be very yeah. It's yeah. I, I, to be safe, I would use. I've only ever used um, cooked, bacon. cooked bacon and cooked cooked meat products, but okay. I mean, you know, you're living on the wild side. You can go for it. You know. There's alcohol I in there? <laughs> so, I, I don't know. Medium rare, so, yeah, i rare. Yeah, mean, probably... <laughs> alcohol kills it all, right? <laughs> right? No, but so then you leave, leave it in the freezer overnight, uh, and you're going to skim all of the fat and the oil and, and the grease and everything off of the top of that. Washing it. You're, you're, yeah, exactly. And then you're going, it takes a couple times, you want to strain it through a cheesecloth, okay. ideally, uh, to get all of the particles and the residue out of it so where it's just the liquid itself, and get as much of the oil out of it. What you're left with is an infusion of an, all infusions you really, I mean, because you, you get all of the flavor from that. You can do it, like I said, you can do it with a variety of nuts. You can do it with, you know, um, you know, there's uh, milk washing, which is a you know, clarification technique. It's a little bit different, but there's a lot of different things you can do it with, which is pretty cool. We duck, share a duck love. Fat. Oh, duck fat's good.
2: We share a love for the Pearl. They have a fat-washed um, the- maple bacon... Beautiful, beautiful or something like that, or, or something like bourbon that. Bourbon bacon, beautiful. Yeah, that's what it is. It's I think. just, it's delicious. And I've always been like, what the hell is fat washed bacon? And in my mind, I feel or bourbon. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I feel like I know what it is, but do I really know what it is? So it's it's just a. Thank you for that. that. You didn't. I did not. Was, yes, that yeah. is correct. <laughs> it's
1: just a really inv- I am not a <laughs> infusion technique. Yeah, uh but you get you get more flavor through it that way. You could. You know, we were joking, but you literally could just put a piece of you know cooked bacon into into this, and oh, you am Get some flavor out of it, but you would have the oil you would have the grease you would have the yeah bits of like the bacon, residue I mean. and, yeah. and this is so it's more time consuming in the sense that you have to wait for it to be done but it's not that much much more difficult you just you know? plan yeah. ahead it's, it's not just, that yeah i would just buy like a fifth ahead, and
2: then yeah. pour it back in the bottle right once it's been and infused label it. <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> bacon bacon washed or whatever that's
0: a bacon-y bourbon yeah but what's really cool too is they even put like they garnish it with a uh, piece of bacon in there too. So it's it's good, and then you but eat it, it at the end. Yeah, if you've never uh, been to the fruit? Pearl, it's a great drink to have. Yeah, it's, yeah they should be
2: paying us as much as we talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't offered
0: to uh, not to, a sponsor, but they could be. A yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they probably don't even know we exist. Like, who Although they you? do like a lot of our ta- a lot of our stuff on uh, Instagram. I fucking oh, nice. love the Pearl. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We did an episode. What was it last week? Where we two weeks ago ordered the pearl, and it was just sitting there, like wafting into our noses as yeah. we're drinking. Yeah, and we're like hurrying, and through then it. we watched airplane. Yeah, because he would never seen it, before. and he giggled like a little kid. It
3: Surely you're <laughs> kidding me? No, <laughs> nope. I loved every second of it too. So don't
0: call me Shirley. <laughs> uh, that's <sighs> hilarious. So all right, so that was basically the genesis of the book. And then, when did you start writing this? How long did it take you?
1: Um, so I started writing it. It was about a year ago. When I really first started, well, I, sh- I should say a year ago when I started the research for it, because um, I had to get permission from every band that's in the book. I, that was going to be one of my questions. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you use album covers. I, u- like, I use their artwork. Yeah, I used, right. That's you know, a lengthy process, I'm sure. It was a lengthy, lengthy process. And,
2: so um,
0: let me ask you this. Yeah. So that being the case, because I was going to ask you about this, did you have any bands that you were going to include mm-hmm. that got denied, that said no?
1: There was one guy, he didn't say no. Um, but he was kind of a kind of a jerk about it, and his name. And here's the thing, okay? <laughs> here's the thing. I was I'm a fan of this guy, and I don't know if I should say his name or not, but because uh, he's friends with a lot of the people that are in the book. Yeah, uh, I want to say his name. His name is Dave Haas, and I can see that you guys may not recognize him, and 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 there's probably you know he's he's not at he's the like scale he's not at the scale of some not at the level of some of these other bands. Yeah, right. Okay. So. I thought, um, you know, some of the, some of the the big bands in here, like the Dropkick Murphys and stuff, were so yeah. humble, and, and they were like, "Thank you for including us." I'm like, "Are you kidding me? Thank like, you for letting me do it." <laughs> yeah. So you get somebody who Dropkick Murphys are about as big as you can get in, sure. in that genre, right? And so like Dave Haas, I thought not that like oh, be so grateful that I'm included in this book because it's just my little book. Who cares, right? But I thought maybe he would at least say, "Hey, that's kind of cool. This that somebody, might give me some additional yeah, press. Somebody or might want to include me in a book." Yeah. And um, he never flat out said no, but he was really rude about it to where I didn't pursue it yeah. anymore. Wow. I just dropped it, and it's disappointing because I will say this I've met him a couple of times, and he was always a sweetheart of a guy, yeah, he was really nice, and it caught me off guard right when he was that's
0: odd, yeah
2: yeah, it
1: was he was really weird. Um, and he's the only person that i that I thought was didn't handle it maybe the best way, you know yeah. what I mean? like I don't know it was weird. Um, I really wanted to get against me, the band called against me that I'm a big big fan of, and they were all about it. Ah, uh, but they did not own the rights to the album that I wanted to include. Oh, that's so. Nice. They're like, "Can you do it without the album?" And I'm like, ah, I, I, "That's the I that's kind need of the, the album." Yeah. So <laughs> maybe volume two, we'll try to get them in for a <laughs> yeah. different album or something. But but uh, some of the some of the people on here, I talked to their management companies, some of them directly to the artists, and everybody was really cool about it. Uh, I that's just cool. I got my I got a little bit more than twenty OKs, and I had to narrow it down to the twenty I thought best fit the book.
0: Now that nice. any of them require like a an early. You know, like draft of what you were saying about them or anything. A like couple that? did, did they?
1: Yeah, which I, I respect. Sure, I sure, understand. Yeah, I mean, honestly,
0: because yeah. you could flame them after you got a, You know, their yeah. rights or did something. Did anyone like. ask for a copy?
1: Yeah, yeah. A lot of the artists Dude, asked for copies. awesome. I, I, I just, would
0: assume you probably just sent a copy to every one of them. I, yeah. I don't know.
1: Well, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> uh, yeah, like
0: I, I <laughs> no assumptions. A, I asked well, them I if, I just, they, if they
1: wanted a copy. Yeah, you know, or some of them, yeah, you know, yeah, like or some of them, like as a thank you. Some people got back to me, some didn't, or whatever. But everybody that wanted a copy. Uh, has got one. Oh, I don't nice. know if they have got it in hand yet, but you know, I've been sending yeah, them out. That's, that's really cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. It's was honor, there anyone yeah.
3: that was like super into bourbon themselves that was like or well, just drinks in in general that were like, um, "Hey, mix, co- mix cocktails."
1: Yeah, so it's it's funny <laughs> it's <late>. the <laughs> uh, against me had I got been able to get them in the book. They have a song um where they sing a lot about Jameson and they they said hey you know can you make it a Jameson cocktail if we do this and I'm like absolutely I'm make right. it a Jameson cocktail just didn't work out Frank Turner um, was curious about what the cocktail was going to be yeah he was after he already said okay he's like yeah, hey, I'm just curious like what's it going to be you know what I mean so but uh, other than that people were just they had a couple of Lucero you know their management company wanted to know what the drink was going to be but most people were just like hell yeah Henry Rollins got back to me and he said you don't even have to ask for permission <laughs> he says. He says "I write books all the time, but I never ask for permission." I said, "Well, you're Henry Rollins <laughs> right, <laughs> you know yeah. Yeah. you can do whatever you can do whatever you want right and i mean <laughs> if they much. and if
0: they don't agree, he might beat them down,
1: yeah, like <laughs> people are afraid of you, man <laughs> that's fine.
0: um well, that's cool that's I mean that's really i guess refreshing that you got that type of reaction from that industry because it's not yeah. really your industry it's it's a cock- you know you're in cocktails there mm-hmm. in in rock and roll or punk rock or whatever you want to call it, but that's just kind of the music industry, you always hear stories of how Never hard. meet your idols, right? Yeah or, <laughs> yeah, or just, you know, like prima donna type stuff and things yeah. like that. You just always hear stuff like, you know, he needed, uh, what was it, uh, 20 orange M&M's or he wouldn't go on stage that night. Or... Oh, yeah, that was sort of
2: from right. the Stones, I think, wasn't that was, it? I Mick don't... Jagger
0: or something? Yeah, well, it was Ozzy from
2: uh, oh. Wayne's World too. Oh. I am
4: in Sri Lanka, formerly Salon, at 3 o'clock in the morning looking for 1,000 brown M&M's to fill a brandy glass or Ozzy wouldn't go on stage that night. So, Jeff Beck pops his head round the door and mentions there's a little sweet shop on the edge of town. So, we go. And it's closed. So there's me and Keith Moon and David Crosby breaking into this little sweet shop, right? Well, instead of a guard dog, they've got this bloody great big Bengal tiger. Well, I managed to take out the tiger with a can of mace. But the shop owner and his son, that's a different story altogether. I had to beat them to death with their own shoes. Nasty business, really. But sure enough, I got the MMs and Ozzy went on stage and did a great show.
2: But there were some artists that had that stuff. Like there were even Uh, some female artists that had like these ludicrous
1: demands with, you know, yeah, you always hear those stories and everybody was so cool it made it made me excited to write about them yeah as i already was because right. i i reached out to them because they're some of the influential artists in my life but, you know when you get that kind of reaction like oh man i'm going to do right by them you yeah. know what yeah. i mean right. like i'm going to yeah. make sure i'm going to make sure if they read this they're going to they're going to be happy with it did so. you choose
3: a, a certain uh year to year with this
1: with punk rock or is it you know does the, the no it's not chronological or anything like that it's a great question um it, it, the the order of the albums in the book are is literally the order that i wrote them okay <laughs> and, and and the reason that i did it like that because i wanted it to be as it came as a poured out and i just from pen to paper i wanted it to be this journey that i went through that i that you can go through as you read it too the it's same kinda, experience it's kind of punk rock right there yeah
0: i mean yeah, really. it no, is. yeah no rules awesome. just kind of no chrono- no
1: chronology just a yeah
0: here it is yeah i, I, just, like
1: I, I you know I like that just there's they're all they're all Important stories to me, and they're all important albums. And uh, I just thought, what better way to kind of theme it than not have a theme at all?
0: So, I think we have a record on the show of going 20 minutes without having a (laughs) drink of anything, and we're at 18 59 19 minutes. So, I don't want to be a part of breaking that record, right? right. Tyler's over here shaking, yeah, he's got the shakes. (laughs) I'm starting to get a cold sweat. I don't know enough about books. (laughs) So, uh, today you were going to prepare a drink. For us. We were also going to enjoy some bourbon. We are the Bourbon Hunters. But you were going to prepare a cocktail from the book. Uh, So I'll let you go ahead and talk about uh, that album, uh, which was a Minor Threat, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, That album uh, from that artist, and then what the actual cocktail is.
1: Sure. So with Minor Threat, it was a tricky thing because they were um, known as a straight edge band. They did not drink. They did not do drugs. And here you are making a cocktail. And I I made a cocktail. (laughs) So I was nervous reaching out to them. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know what they would say, but I let them know they're like, "Hey, if we do this, maybe we can do something that's low proof or zero proof, like a non alcoholic cocktail or something fun like that." Oh yeah, like a virgin cocktail. Yeah, or something so like. I decided to go low proof for it. So it's not completely non alcoholic, but it is a much lower proof than all the other drinks in the book. Uh, I thought this would be fun to do tonight because I know you guys will be bringing some heavy hitters, and you know we don't want. And I, I figured you know we'll bring in something a little low proof to complement some of the other stuff that you have here um i like it and and it's something that i'm excited about and i I know that probably it might not get as much play as some of the other cocktails in the book because it is a little bit more different you know what i mean it's the low proof movement is a newer thing really and people are some people are really into it some some not so much but i I thought it's one that i like and it's a it's a really well-balanced drink that's
0: so answer me this i guess so a low proof cocktail Mm -hmm. um when i i was a bartender in england and um not nearly like what you have to do. beers. pouring beer. <laughs> hey, man, it's a bartender. Pouring beer, pouring ports, and then making shanties. That was about it. So, cool so we had a thing. So the, the beer there there a little higher proof. And then they had a lot of local uh, beers that, you know, bitters. or It's what they call local bitter. Um, and they would cut it down by adding their version of uh, lemonade, which was basically like 7-Up uh, without the lime. So it was like a lemon soda. And so they would half and half so that it would cut down the uh, alcohol content. So they could have two or three and not get trashed. So it was like what a kind low... Of, what was it? Like an 8% beer? I mean, like a 12% beer? Or? I mean, maybe 8%. I'm just curious. Maybe, no, yeah, no. Sure. 8%, 10%, maybe whatever. But, like IPAs But you're today cutting it or... down in half because you're adding, you know, half lemonade, yeah. half, yeah. Uh, or what they called lemonade, and then half um, uh, beer and a lot, and I was on a, I was on the coast. So people were walking on a coast path to our uh, bed and breakfast to get served and then they would walk back. So they didn't want to get plastered either because of that. Um, but that was a really interesting way I thought for them to do like a low proof beer. And so I didn't know if maybe is when you're making a low proof cocktail, is there an application for that? Like, a after dinner or, a. You know, just want to have a few, but you don't want to get drunk. That watching a sporting or, event. Yeah, you know, or whatever. It's gonna, like, be, what's the not, thought process behind a low degenerate.
1: Local.
0: <laughs> 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 We're all degenerates. So yeah. Let's just, this, how are we degenerates? No, that's, that's funny.
1: Um, no, the, the, the reasoning and the thinking behind it, at least for me, is to give an option. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about a group of people hanging out together, right? And somebody wants to be a part of the crowd and they want to participate maybe have a little bit of alcohol, you know,
2: but they don't drink routinely either. So they have no tolerance or anything. Exactly.
1: There's a lot of different reasons for that. So this, you know, a low proof cocktail, uh, is, is nice because you're still part of what's going on. And there's, there's really some amazing subtle nuances to balancing the flavors of a low proof drink because you can't rely on the The notes of the main spirit as much. So how you go about doing that, you, it's, it's an art form in and of itself. And I'm, Really amazed and seeing some of the stuff you know other bartenders are coming out with their low proof cocktails, and I, I'm into the the idea of it. So I wanted to include that as a nod, not just to the band, but also if we were talk, like we were talking about earlier, people getting together and doing this. Maybe you're not a big drinker and. You know, you just have, you have one of these guys, you yeah. know, I'll call it friends with the band is the name of the cocktail.
0: Well, after that description, I, I'm excited. I want to yeah. have that. Yeah, absolutely.
1: To, All just right. have a drink
0: of that. So I'll get you guys. While something. you're doing that, I'll talk a little bit more about the book and um, just kind of some of the things that he brought up while he was talking there. There was a section, you know, at the very beginning, which I thought was like he mentioned, and I didn't say this at the beginning, but once he brought it up, cause I'd forgotten um, there's a, there's basically like a legend or a glossary, you know, of those terms. So it basically tells you, and there's the section on washing that you were asking about. Oh, and there's, yeah. And it's a nice long description. It's actually the longest one because it's probably the most uh, uh, detailed of all these. But uh, I really want to try a duck fat washed bourbon. Interesting. I really think that that would, like, so I mean, have you had
3: the pearl's wings?
2: I have not had had their wings. wings. I think
0: we reached our threshold of the five minutes without him mentioning the pearl. pearl. So, the duck fat's delicious,
2: brother. and like oh, yeah. anything fried in duck fat or cooked in Dude, duck their fat. their
3: wings are amazing.
2: Is amazing. And I just think that that would be a and they very have, good. They have
3: a, a homemade hot sauce they have with it, too.
0: We're pushing hard for a sponsorship. I think. We, we are, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Could you pay me in cornbread, please? So, <laughs> so speaking of which, uh, Trina and I go there almost every Sunday for brunch. I guess. And we didn't go last Sunday because we had just filmed or, or uh, recorded. Mm hmm. So I was like, I can't have it too, too, you oh, know, you yeah. can. two out of three days. You I could. Can.
3: It's brunch and dinner.
0: I know, but but yeah. So, uh, but I get the same thing. <laughs> I get the burger for brunch. Dude, do you really? Uh, yeah, the burger that's is such so a waste. Ridiculous.
3: But it is. What's
0: it a waste of? What am I wasting? Having the, it's best, the best burger. The best in town? burger I've ever had. Right. So how's that a waste? I, I'm, I'm having the best burger I've ever had at lunch, but that's a waste. How's that a waste? It's just they, their brunch is so good. Okay, so so what so would you good. order that's better than their burger from their brunch menu?
3: Um, they had like a now their chicken hash? and waffles is
0: amazing. Their hash, we, yes. yeah, their 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 hash is good. Treatment I do love good. the hash. chicken and
3: waffles was fantastic. It is, so it and hash. their
0: chicken's very like succulent and it's thick yes. and it's and it's the crispy. I, I think they use it's not over crispy though. Okay, um, it's just right. Is it's it's got thing? a nice. <laughs> it's got an it's got a nice breading, but the the meat on the uh, chicken is really thick, and it's uh, it, it's juicy. It, it's really we, good, and I think, uh, they, have bourbon, this, uh, I think they have a bourbon. I think they have a bourbon maple syrup or something.
3: An oh. unpaid sponsorship of
0: the pearl. <laughs> <laughs> unpaid sponsorship. <laughs> our our weekly
2: uh, yeah, our yeah. weekly uh, recommendation. I I do have a question for Jesse about this washing, but I'll wait till he comes back. Um, it has to do with my love for butter, right? I love these bourbons that taste like butter, like the uh, banana bread that I had. Yeah, yeah. I I think I would almost rather do a butter one now. Um, I I see. I can see him you know, nodding. nodding. You guys can't see Put that. Put some
3: Kerrygold butter in a bourbon.
2: <laughs> the entire thing. Screw the washing. Just make a butter infused. <laughs> I freaking love butter. Butter, I'm going butter bacon infused. Yeah, there you go.
1: Oh Ooh, double up on Ooh, infusion. Butter yes. bacon.
0: <laughs> I, and Ooh, like, we're a bunch of idiots. He's probably over there, like that would be terrible. jackass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that he's would just be like, terrible. <laughs> Shit, that sucks. Oh, that's funny. But so yeah, I
3: need a. So between you two, um, music, I love it. It's just not my forte that I like dive into it. Um, what would you know constitute as punk rock?
0: Well, so there's a little section in the beginning of the book that that tells how he kind of differ or you know defines punk defined rock. Defined it, and basically, it was, I'll let him, I guess, say it. Uh, but I think that's a good question because some of these, as before we started recording, before you guys got here, I was saying some of these I never really would have thought, like a Henry Rollins, for example, I would have never thought as a punk. Yeah, absolutely. But He explained it, and he's like, I mean, it makes sense to me because I
3: grew up, and you know, I'm I'm quite a bit younger than you guys. Whoa quite a bit breaking pump the brakes <laughs> <laughs> so like i grew up you know my my middle school uh middle school jesus Skuel. christ uh music is like some 41 good charlotte um, that's
2: not punk rock
0: that's, that a, that's what is, i mean like it's um uh, more, more like
3: new, like is it pop pop rock
0: pop punk, pop punk. what would you pop consider punk. like uh uh fallout boy pop punk too
2: I'm trying to think of
0: what. So it's like popularized punk, not the real punk. That's you know, I, I it, obviously it's not grunge, but
2: there's a, w- a word or something like that. I in mean, you my played mind. Tony Hawk
3: Pro Skater, like you loved those songs too.
1: Oh yeah, uh, I mean Ace
2: of Spades, all that stuff. Like
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean there was some there was some good stuff on there. Uh, yeah, pop. I mean pop punk. That there was a big movement in the early 2000s with those bands that kind of started with with Good Charlotte, yeah. And, yeah. You know, and New Found Glory and Simple Plan. Yep. And then Fall Out Boy and Panic at the oh Disco. Yeah. Out. I love those guys, those guys, they're fine. That's not really my idea of what punk rock is. Sure, sure. it's pop punk, and okay. it's it's you know, I know I have a lot of friends that like that stuff. Is that kind of like sellout punk? I
0: mean, where they're well, not, they're no, but I'm not saying that in a mean way I because, know. like, one of the bands that I loved, for example, and the Columbus band actually OAR, and oh, yeah. Yeah. like they were super, super, like um, I Uh-oh. don't know the right word, but indie, you know, for the mm-hmm. longest time. And they had like this cult following, and then there was just one album where they became radio
1: stars. All of a sudden, they're playing Madison Square Garden, and and
0: yeah, but like crazy. it was, it was almost like a sellout album. Like, okay, guys, we put in our dues, we've done this for long enough. Let's make some money off this stuff sure. or something. I don't know what they're thinking. If it just happened to be that that's the direction their music went, I don't know if it was a conscious decision to do that. I have no idea. But but that's what I mean. Like you have that. Um, and another one, I'd say, Bare Naked Ladies is kind of a, one that comes to mind where they were kind of more of a culty, culty, culty. Then all of a sudden they became, you know, radio hits. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you call it a sellout because it could have just been the natural evolution of their music. Sometimes knows? you got to make money too. I mean, if they're making their music and it's going yeah. here and, and people's interest is going here, at some point there's a yeah. chance they could just, they didn't really change, but what was
1: popular at the time just coincided with what they were making at that time. Who knows? The reason I would say that those bands and those albums are not sellout albums, even though I don't care for their music is because I don't think they were ever anything but that to begin with. Right. So they weren't
0: something and then sold out to become popular. Right. And and there are,
1: there are bands that have done that without a doubt, but you know, this, this was just part of the movement, part of the scene at that particular time. Emo was really big Mm -hmm. and you know, I'm not really too into, there are a couple bands from that, that era that I do like, um, you know, like I like taking back Sunday and I like brand new and there's a couple bands that were part of that that I like, but for the most part, didn't really connect to it. Yeah. I what's was, Gre- I was still listening
2: to, to the Ramones.
1: What's green day? No,
2: like what does that fall into? Oh, I
1: thought you didn't know who they I were. Would I, no, I, no, no. I would Wait. say now, I mean, green day is more like a, just a rock band in general, yeah. but green day, they came from the same scene as the offspring. I was going to say, and did Rancid. you put the offspring in that category? Well, I, I would say, um, it's me- like on the cusp of punk
2: there's okay. a difference in like at, at
1: its core. Yeah, it is pop punk, but pop punk in and of itself became the genre that is associated so much with the early two thousands yeah. and on. So in a way, yeah, the, um, the Ramones were pop punk, but you can't really use that term because it's not what it, that genre is. So mm. melodic punk, um, there's, there's certain pop sensibilities to it. You know, green day, the offspring, they kind of broke the same summer of 94. And those are the bands that I was listening to. Yeah, they, me too. So, yeah. you know what I mean? And rancid and bad religion, Pennywise and all those guys, and all coming out of Southern California. It's pretty pretty cool it. That is kind of neat.
0: So introduce this uh, drink here. So you talked about it being a low proof. So what exactly is it?
1: So um, it is, essentially it's a riff on a Manhattan, uh, but I'm only using a uh, three quarter ounce of each ingredient. I'm using three different fortified wines. So um, I'm using a rye and I'm actually using the rye from Echo Spirits because that's what we're doing the book release. And I wanted to give those guys a shout out as well.
3: Very cool. Nice. Nice.
1: Um, so, we're using three quarter ounce of rye from Echo. Uh, there's this beautiful uh, Italian vermouth uh, called Starlino. And uh, I used two, um, uh, I used that in here for three uh, quarter ounce of their rosé uh, vermouth. I'm using three quarter ounce of Carpano Antica, uh, sweet vermouth, and also three quarter ounce of Lille Blanc, which is the lighter side of things. So, uh, after I do all of that, we're going to stir it up, pour it. Just get it diluted just a little bit, chilled a little bit. I do a grapefruit express over top to squeeze the grapefruit, get the juices and the oils in there, and then I discard that. So there's no garnish in this whatsoever.
2: Nice, wow.
1: because I don't think that. Do you um, know what an express is? I do not. Just, just you see me over, over there. Top. I was just squeezing it on top of the okay. oils. I don't think that this particular band would approve of a piece of fruit floating in their drink. <laughs> so I, I wanted no garnish whatsoever. Sure, no, that's cool.
3: Does the garnish affect the taste? Quite a bit outside it, of the expression. It
1: it should it should it, it should affect you the taste or the smell. Okay. Um. If it's on there, just for the sake of looking pretty, that's fine. But I, I think a perfectly well crafted drink, the, the garnish plays into it somehow. Yeah. Either it's going to, either it's going to add to the, the flavor of the cocktail. Maybe you express it and then you put, throw it in there. Maybe you put it on the side. Maybe you're doing something that is just meant uh, to hit your nose whenever mm-hmm. you're you're taking that drink. So. Not everything. I've certainly done cocktails where you know you put a pretty flour on and it doesn't mean jack shit. Right. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? But I always
2: like the muddled cherries in my old fashions and stuff. Yeah. I always so like those. And I would always eat that yeah. cherry. I don't know if you're supposed to eat it when you're done, you can but do whatever
1: you want, man. I it's freaking loved it. It's your drink. You there's yeah. no
2: there's no wrong way. I'm looking like a savage is digging it out at the bar <laughs> with a dirty finger in my drink. Can, can I just cherry. get a cup of cherries? <laughs> Bartender, there's no uh, cherry in there? Are you, are you the guy like <laughs>
1: reaching across the bar to grab the cherries with your berries? Oh god, no. Uh, with all the feces in there? I mean, yeah. like, what do you uh, think? The cherries or those fingers?
0: Yeah. Both. You, you choose. All right, let's take Both. a I'm gonna take a little sniff of this thing. Salute, <sighs> gentlemen. The grapefruit. Oh, it is actually, actually, I actually smell um,
2: grapefruit too. Oh yeah.
0: I almost get like almost like a ginger ale type of, type of uh, smell Not to that, it. That. that
2: crispness of yeah. a ginger yeah. ale. Yeah. I would yeah. um I would call it more like
1: a soda maybe than ginger ale for what oh. I pick out when you're drinking that you know you'll notice that you know a traditional manhattan's going to have the two ounces of, of, of whiskey in there yeah you know so it's it's much lower so you get a little bit of that subtle spice but the different fortified wines and vermouth uh, that's flavors so in there it's a yeah. good
2: thing that's low proof because that's very good i know no, I, I would thank I'd you guys through that
1: with no problem I, or I, I will actually yeah, <laughs> yeah no
2: that is <laughs>
1: we've, we've got you know we can go around two. there's fine of it over there
0: oh man yeah, that's good. It, it actually d- does remind me of like a there's like a, a
2: tanginess or something what, at the end that I really does, like.
3: Uh, the Echo Spirits rye come
0: out at I believe. Let me see here. We, might we need to, to
2: get you like a wireless.
0: I th- I thought about investing in some wireless stuff so yeah. we could do stuff like this.
2: That would be maybe season three. <laughs>
0: Well, maybe if we can actually get a sponsor.
2: Like when the Pearl sponsors us and we're just having cheeseburgers and wireless headphones. <laughs> yeah.
0: Another
2: cornbread, sir. What
1: was it? 93? 93 proof. Yeah. Don't do that to me while I'm drinking <laughs> a drink. 93 proof. All
0: right. So I like this. It's it, You're right. It's got like a... There's a dryness to it, a sweetness to it, which I know that kind of contradicts each other but like I, I feel like i get both and then a crispness mm-hmm. to it that you know um
2: oh this is a columbus brand i did not know that's that. the echo spirits yeah, was, yeah. yeah. I've, i have not i can't talk i have not had echo spirits before i haven't
0: either but he was mentioning that's where they're you're doing the book release yeah they're right.
1: in grandview joe Nikhil. if you guys are listening you should sponsor uh, the show yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're so <laughs> i want to say the last time
3: that i was there they didn't have their bourbon yet.
2: I kind of wish you wouldn't have killed this bottle almost. This is batch 0001. I know. I've that's got, such a... Col- give you another one? Uh, yeah, I got another okay, one. Okay, I'm like, yeah. that's a cool collector's thing. I know. Um, I yeah, found that old yeah, bottle of Middle West. and then hold that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, right. And, but you opened yours, didn't you?
2: I did, yeah. Well, at the time, I mean, he I told just, me,
0: is like, hold on to that. That's a collector's uh, item.
2: Yeah, I know. There's probably a third left in there or yeah. something like that. We'll bring it on and sample sometime. There you
1: right? go. Kill it. You said yeah. that you were there and they didn't have the, the rye out yet? No, the bourbon. He's, he said they didn't do have they do they yet. Do
0: they have a bourbon?
1: No, so it's the rye whiskey, okay. uh, a rum, and a Geneva. Gotcha.
3: Um, do they have one in the works?
1: Um, I don't know if I can,
3: sure. divulge. If I can
1: divulge what they've got. They've, got. they've got some cool stuff in the works. I do, like I do know that. Yeah,
0: High Bank doesn't have their bourbon out yet. Be a politician. They, I think there's still another... <laughs> <laughs> <Don't>,
1: what? <laughs> I think uh,
0: High Bank's still like another that. year, year and a half for their bourbon, I believe, until theirs comes out. I know they've been doing some whiskey and all that stuff. But well, that's
2: obviously, like, a longer process with everything. You just can't, like, yeah, oh, here's some 10-year-old bourbon I just started pumping. Right. You know, you right. that doesn't sound right. Something, yeah. You know, something's going on
0: there. Yeah. Well, unless, just unless they got it, it, came it from, from somewhere. Else. Right, right exactly. unless you bought it from MGP. Yeah, or somewhere. hmm So, no, this is really good. I like this. So, uh, now, have any of the bands that you designed the cocktails for come
1: back to you and said, oh, these are really good, or have they tried them out yet? Do you know? So... Uh, only one, um, gentleman that I've talked to so far, Corey Brannan, who's, um, I listened to him on the way here. Yeah. He's awesome. He's a super cool guy. I was chatting with him, uh, the other day and he hadn't tried it yet, but he said that his wife was really excited to try it. Yeah. But there's a, there's a pineapple infusion to the Campari as one Mm -hmm. of the elements. So it's a little bit of prep work. He goes, we got to go to the store and get some, uh, and get the fruit, but we're going to do this, you know, and, and it looks really good, you know? So he was laughing. He goes, this is a cocktail I would actually drink. That's you know funny. what I mean? Because he, he's a cool guy and he was probably going to promote it for me and help me get the word out anyway. But I know there's always probably an element of like cocktails, like what kind of foo-foo stuff is this this guy's doing? You know? And and I want to do something that the bands would be what? would be would be proud of and they and they would actually hopefully share with their fan base and say, yeah, this is a cool thing that represents us and it's not, not just Even, like some nonsensical thing. This being light proof, I would never call this like a foo-foo drink no, by any not means. All.
0: No, I don't think so either. To me... That's like a, what, like a uh, Mai Tai <clears throat> or a what know, was the, Cosmo or like something. Like those tropical drinks. Yeah. I mean, i something with an umbrella, the hell you know? out of
1: those, like, <clears throat> those, uh, you yeah, know, like, you can make fun of me all you want, but I'm going to drink a pina colada on the beach. Oh, yeah. My yeah. buddies do make fun of me. Like, what are you something... doing? I'm like, yeah, and add an extra umbrella now, please. But, <laughs> but there's something about <laughs> those locations. Yeah.
0: Like when you were in Jamaica, yeah. did you have anything fruity? Like well, yeah, any, yeah, absolutely. That's all we um, had in Jamaica was fruity drinks. No, I had white, I had Maker's Mark and I had uh, White Stripe the entire week. Oh, you or mean Red Stripe? Stripe Red um, No, nah, Listen, I didn't drink Hurricane. Anything.
2: Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. That's what I had. Hurricane's. There. Oh, yeah. Hurricane's. Yeah. Uh, that's more it of was... a New Orleans
0: thing, though, isn't it? I think they are. I, I like the dark yeah, rum are, but and that's not what had fast. dark rum
2: in it. So I liked those.
0: Have you? So what is it? Pat O'Brien's. If you get it and those, they're almost too sugary, though, the ones at Pat O'Brien's. It's like a mix that they have now that it's just like I think they're completely just mass producing these things. Probably. And like if you want a freaking headache the next day, get drunk on hurricanes at Pet oh. O'Brien's. I mean <laughs> and they're so strong. Like you t- you do a couple of those, you're drunk. I mean and then you get the yard ones. Those are just Oh
2: yeah. The so you down the
0: street with the big yards. It's like in Vegas, game. you see everyone walking around with those things. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I love good Long Island. I know uh, that's just a typical
2: so drunk it, asshole drink. When I was but, in
0: college, gosh. there was every Tuesday night it we went to a, a bar called Street <laughs> yeah. Scene. He could make
2: a good Long Island. Some of the ones I've had are terrible, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: So we went to Street Scene every Tuesday night, and they had $5, 32 ounce Long Islands. Oh, my God. And it was um Ring Chris Logsden? Yeah. yeah. So he played there every Tuesday night. This was his thing. Yeah, the, cool. the place became uh, a different place a few years later, but, um, but it was called Street Scene. It was like this divey bar. Didn't check IDs. I was going there at like 19, and we would just get plastered every Tuesday night. I mean, plastered. Ugh, it was just easy. amazing. 32 ounce Long Island iced teas. Can you imagine? I mean,
1: and ten dollars, you're good to go. Yeah, ten bucks right. a year. Ten bucks okay. and
0: you're good. And yeah. we would usually have three of them. <laughs> oh yeah, man. And so like there would be a two or three week period every once in a while where you just didn't want to go back there. Like even just having them just around smelling with just that. made you go yeah. like oh but then they were so good you'd go back again a few weeks later and you'd be good to go. So yeah that's funny. Yeah, it was it was fun. We had a blast there. That was a, such a good time. Yeah, it was the actually it was the summer between my freshman and sophomore year. I lived in a fraternity house. I wasn't part of the fraternity house, so I just rented it out so I could stay for the summer while the uh yeah. dorms were shut down. And uh all the guys, the older guys there, that's where they went for tuesday nights and i'd never even gone there until then and so they took me one night and we just got drunk man every tuesday this history yeah. and <laughs> every just, tuesday from there i out. just no honestly for about three years i think every tuesday from that point on and then i think you moved down to a bar at the end of uh it's no longer there but it was right beside the Seven Eleven on uh like 10th and high street i can't remember what the name of the papa no not papa joe's it wasn't papa, papa Jones. Joe's. No, <laughs> it
1: was not Papa John's. Nick there Papa was, Giorgio. Back, back in the day, Nick uh, Nick Papa, Papa Giorgio. Giorgio. No, God. Papa Joe's
0: was a place that that's burned so down funny. whenever they, um whenever the, what Campus Partners was trying to buy all the places and anyone that, anyone that, um, that refused like happened to on burn fire? down. It was kind of like weird. some mobster stuff. It did seem that way. Yeah. And that's how the South Gateway was born is now that South Campus Gateway is right there and everything there was bought out by Campus Partners and if they weren't bought out, They burned down. (laughs) How many? How many places burned down? Uh, well, there were two buildings. Dozen. They were all connected. It was just a line of buildings, and uh, Papa Papa Joe's, and then the the one next to it. Like that's where the original location where Magnolia Thunderpussy was, which was one of my favorite freaking uh, uh, record stores. They're
1: carrying the book, by the way.
0: Are they? Awesome. Yeah.
1: So them and used. Shout out to Magnolia Thunderpussy. Shout out.
0: So they used to be right up there between Eleventh and Tenth on uh, High Street, and uh, I used to. Like, I lived on Chittenden, which was right there mm-hmm. in between 11th and uh, 12th. And um, Magnolia Thunder I spent all of my time there. Like, that CDs, records, they actually sold like vinyl there and, and mm-hmm. CDs and all that stuff. But it was just like a, it was almost like what you'd see in the movie uh, High Fidelity. You know, the people in there knew their shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they probably were college dropouts, I'm guessing. I, I'm making assumptions here. But because they loved music so much, they they knew everything. It was their passion, yeah. You went in there; they would point you in the right direction. And I loved that place. Like I would spend hours in there, going in there. They'd let you listen to music and, and do things. You could even open up a CD there and put it in and like and, test listen. Yeah, that's, that's no, cool. for sure, si- for that's serious. Does cool. yeah, so like, cool. this work? It was such a great place. Uh, we are completely segueing here, but
2: and and you saying all these nostalgic things. So Jesse, I got online and. um Not to be weird, like I read a little bit about you, right? I I Mm -hmm. didn't, I wasn't part of the show when you when I when you came on the first time and stuff. So I wanted to get some background info and stuff.
0: He didn't (laughs) listen to episode twenty eight though, which is weird. What was episode twenty (laughs) eight? The one he was on. I thought you
2: said it was eighteen earlier or something like that. I said it was twenty. Regardless, (laughs) regardless. <laughs> so, and I hope this is a true thing. I read that you bartended at the Emmett House in Waverly, Ohio.
1: Yeah. You know so you know the
2: Emmett House? My mom lives in Waverly. I'm from that area. My brother lives in Waverly. And so, I used to go there all the time. No the kid. Emmett House was like the nice place to go. Yeah. It was like That nice. There was I'm, there, I'm wasn't there wasn't there nice wasn't
1: No, he's place. right. There <laughs> I know. didn't I used I know. to be it was
0: the only <laughs> There didn't used to be shit. I'm from Southeastern Ohio. So, like I'm from Belprie, Ohio, which is right across the river from Parkersburg. Yeah. So we kind of I, grew up in the same type of scenario. I read this,
2: and I was like, I hope you really worked at the Emmett House. I did. Um, There was always tales of that place being haunted yes. and all these like, crazy stories and stuff, but they had the best stakes there, and then it, it caught on fire, oh God, 10 years ago, campus 12 partners. years ago, campus partners. or something like that.
1: I, it was a hard part it. was. It <laughs> was. Yeah, I worked we there when I was younger. I was there for, a, for about the four South or South five years, and I, I, was a, I started off as a server. And um, they let me bartend a little bit there. And oh, it was <laughs> I, <laughs> was, so I was terrible. That's so funny. I didn't know what the hell yeah. I was doing. And that didn't last too long. They'd, they'd be like, all right, you'll just do like upstairs for the concerts whenever there's a, there's a band playing because we're just beer and shots. Yeah. Um, right. And know, um, I DJed there and I had really fun memories like there. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Was, yeah.
0: Seriously, like honestly, my
1: bartending time
0: in England, he joked, but it was pouring beer and ports and wine. No, I don't think I had to make a single mixed drink okay. the entire four months that I worked there. Mm, Not once. That's wild. Yeah, like, they didn't drink mixed drinks. They were drinking beer and wine and port. That was pretty much it. And, yeah, that was about it. There you go. Some shots here and there. Like, they would do, uh, uh, what's the, I think it's (laughs) Russian. The big, tall (laughs) bottle of Sambuca or something. Yeah. Uh, That stuff is terrible.
1: Yeah, that's rough.
0: (laughs) But they they loved it. They thought it was the best at all. Like, when they wanted to get it on, like, you know, for me, it's, Patron or something like that. That's mm-hmm. the shot I'll do. Chilled, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And they would do Sambuca. I was just like, oh. Is it a vodka? Or? I don't know what it is. It's terrible. No, it's like it's like a Roman. Is it a Roman uh, or something? Yeah, it's like it's black disgusting. black licorice. Yes, it tastes like oh, black God. Licorice. Is it like no, thank you. is it
3: like Jaeger?
1: It's I mean, it's, that's uh, what I grew up on. But Jaeger, Jaeger is better.
2: It, is it? No, n- none of those are good. Yeah, none of
1: they're all well, but that should tell you something. Yeah. <laughs> i'm just i've I'm, nobody likes black licorice Sorry, so the my fact that loves it my dad loves that's it that's disgusting you know it is it's disgusting it's it's He's it's a maniac in. oh he is wow you man. should see him like he goes <laughs> streaking
0: through the quad it's crazy
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a handful of black jelly beans
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny
2: but i love when things come full circle like that like you used to work at the Emmett house like i'm from down there in that area like, i love making these like little connections and bringing it up and like right now, I feel like this song should be playing in the background while we're making these connections, talking about this shit, while we're make, having this drink. I mean,
0: shit. If you they, know what if I mean? allow, like a, I can I can play like it, a song leading into you while you're making the cocktail or something from it, Minor. Like that'd be that's cool. what this
2: book is about, right? Us making these little connections. I've never met you before. Yeah, we have something very in common. We're enjoying this amazing drink. You know what I mean? Talking about good music that should be in the background, but we can't because we're doing a podcast, right? You know what I mean? And again, I love these little things. Right on, so. man. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. No, I, to be honest, That's I was telling him drink. it
0: was basically a love fest before you guys showed up. I was telling him I I didn't get a chance when he first gave it to me to look into the book, but over the weekend and yesterday and today I was trying to read like portions of it as as um as I could before I came cuz I didn't want to just show up here and say love your book and yeah. right Oh yeah, which one was your favorite story? had <laughs> you know, the one with
1: the cocktail, and the be, band. That would be that's my. Yeah,
0: that's my. Uh, that's your mo. Yeah. yeah so, it's but like I, you
1: were great on you were great on uh, episode eighteen. Yeah, it was, it was
0: wonderful, dude. <laughs> well, there's always anxiety because before I even read the book, we talked about getting together for a podcast, and I was like, "Well, fuck, what if this book sucks?" And you, I mean, seriously, <laughs> yeah, it's a legitimate concern because yeah. we're, we're trying to come on and, and promote it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, absolutely. And, but I sat down with it, and I was like so refreshing like uh it was like a, a little bit of anxiety left me because i was enjoying it i think it's a really cool book the way that you pair the, the cocktails and talk about your influence the way it influenced you in your life and stuff
1: thanks man i,
0: well, yeah. I just wish i could read <laughs> <And> <laughs> I know. talk about yeah, anxiety about, about how,
1: how about me like i'm putting it out what if this book sucks
0: yeah you know, you know what, what I mean? And here's the thing i guarantee you there'll be some people Is that that like a read oh there's always there's you know always I mean? haters no matter what yeah, just like I, I thought the same thing about the doing a podcast. And that's so cool. Now yeah. at this point, I don't even care. You like, can't
1: you can't, yeah. you can't worry about you, the yeah. haters. Like whenever I got like I was saying earlier, when I got the reaction back from some of the bands after I reached back out to them know the book was done. Yeah. You know, they're like, Oh my God, that's amazing. I can't so like you know what I'm thinking to myself, if anybody hates on this, that's on them because this is a passion project that I poured myself right. into. This is your and love. the people in this book are excited about it and I'm excited about yeah, it. Then who cares? And it's been pretty well received so far. It's only been out for about a week or a week and a half, maybe give or take, and um, we've already, been, we've been selling some copies of it, which is pretty cool.
4: Nice. And and you so you
1: know,
2: that's the one great thing about getting older. We're, I think, the same age. You said 39, mm-hmm. correct? You're just a couple years older. Yeah,
4: thanks. Um, That was you, real nice. <laughs> As, <laughs> was a couple of years
2: older. So, so we're both turning 40, right? That's why I mentioned this. That's like a milestone for me. I hate it. But mm-hmm. something that you mentioned, you stop caring about what other people think, and that's the great thing about yeah. getting a little bit older. Right. You just stop giving a shit. Well, yeah.
0: And when you wrote your first book, yeah. oh shit, wait. You haven't written a book yet. Never mind.
2: It was everybody poops. I mean, you read that. <laughs> it's you. Oh, I, I love your work. That. Yeah, <laughs> I love your work. I love your
0: work. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're going to release this episode on March twelfth. Your uh, is it? A, it's a book release party mm-hmm. and a yeah. book signing,
1: right? Yeah. If anybody wants me to scribble on it, I'd be happy to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you scribble on ours. And yeah, I that's awesome. It. It, that's was right. a, it was a cool inscription. Right. Um, and that's going to be at Echo Spirits, right? Mm-hmm and so is it so are they selling tickets is it sold out what so tell so, us a little bit so about what that.
1: we're doing is people you can just show up um okay. it's going to be uh seven o'clock on uh march 25th which is a thursday um but you can show up if you want and i'll have some extra copies there if you want to hang out we're going to be making some cocktails from oh, the cool. book uh some of the echo cocktails and maybe some other special treats uh we're playing the music from the book and I'm gonna be there hanging out, uh, just so, chit-chatting with people. And are you gonna be bartending? Or I'm not gonna be bartending. I'm gonna be doing a lot of the prep work for the
0: cocktails. Okay, so you're gonna talk them through the making mm-hmm. some of these. Yeah, I mean, okay. they got,
1: the staff over there is amazing. Yeah, like I, they don't need me I've, to talk them through anything. They just to need to make them the there. recipe. Same, yeah. And say. but I'm just gonna help them because there's some prep work. Sure, there's a cheese wash on yeah. one of the cocktails that we're doing. Oh, um, fucking cheese. Um, wash. I didn't say cheese, but we can do cheese. Uh, but so we're gonna be doing that. And uh, get you get so can pre-order your copy if you want to. We have a link set up on Eventbrite. Um, you can find that on uh, com. You can pre-order your copy and I'll have it waiting for you when you show up there. Nice. So
0: let me ask you this. I mean, obviously this is meant to be a coffee table book or at least that's my assumption. Absolutely. Is, there, is it available in other formats? Is it digital or is it just right now physical copy? You can get
1: a smaller copy of it uh, the publisher wanted to make that available at a cheaper option. I'm okay. not as in love with that option because it doesn't feature the full vibrant pictures. Yeah, The reason that I like this mm. is it's 11 by 5 yeah. by 11.5 11. by 11.5. Let me ask
0: you, is it the size of a vinyl?
1: Almost. It's uh, as close it's as close. Because as I was thinking
0: be. that. I was honestly yeah. thinking, I was like, this might be the size of a vinyl, vinyl. So you yeah. open
1: it up and... Tyler's like, what's a vinyl? <laughs> what's a vinyl? <laughs> you open it up and like it. that's almost as big as the album cover itself. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what we were shooting nice. for. And, um, you know, it's nice to have the, the cheaper option so you don't have to spend $23 if you don't want to. Uh, but, you know, when somebody asks me which one I prefer, I always tell them this because yeah. it's, the pictures just pop. Right. Is the smaller one the size of, like, a CD? <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> that would have <laughs> been funny. <Yeah. laughs>
0: a thumb drive. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah thumb drive. <laughs> yeah, right. Or uh, an iPod mini or whatever. The You're like... Shuffle. Like, oh, shuffle, yeah. The shuffle. <laughs>
1: Can't read anything wow. out here. <laughs> the print is so
0: small. How do they get the files in the computer? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that doesn't happen very often. It's <laughs> a good one. Almost got you not <laughs> yeah. to swallow. That's like a first. That's a first. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Anyway, uh, so I I'm so glad that I got this. Like I remember when you brought it up. Uh, like when was this? It was this. It wasn't pre-COVID. It was it was during COVID, right? Because we had to do a yes. Zoom, and uh, you came which over worked out fantastically
3: because fantastically well. Uh, yeah, we
0: were able to do a little. Uh, yeah,
3: we we all did our own little cocktail.
0: Yeah, so it's kind of neat. Um, but I I just remember when you brought this up, I was like, that actually sounds really cool. I I hadn't really, like I said, conceptualized how you were going to do it yet. But then once you handed this to me, I was like, all right, this makes sense now. Yeah, it's all and it it seems like. And I could just be looking into it too much, and and that, I do that sometimes. But I feel like a lot of the things that are in this book were purposefully done, from the design of the cover to the size of the book to the you know the imagery inside, from the the cocktail pictures and all that stuff. It just feels like, and I, and I, I full disclosure, I'm not completely into punk rock, but some of these things, like I listen to Dropkick Murphys, I uh Rollins Band uh you mentioned a previous band he was in before that I, I'm not aware of that one Black Flag yeah but like you know the the ones I listened to that I picked up on from your book so I I listened to um shoot American uh, Aquarium American Aquarium um Gay Blades yeah Gay Blades and then what is it yeah. who was the yeah. Brannon, uh, Corey Brannon Corey Brandon. Corey Brannon yeah. so I listened to those three and I liked all three of them I just was never, you know, exposed to them. So, yeah.
2: would you say the Sex Pistols were like the beginning of punk rock or no? I no, they were not. With punk um, rock
0: did it start in England? Was that where Well, it that's why I thought or?
2: like the Sex Pistols were kind of like I don't want to say maybe the beginning, but some of the, like the people at the forefront of
1: it. They they were in the early early wave. They were okay. in the early wave, but I I tr- think you can trace everything in the punk scene back to uh two individuals and that's Lou Reed and Iggy Pop. I uh, think Iggy Iggy, Pop. It, they yeah, were doing it Iggy Pop. because the Velvet Underground were kind of this weird art rock, right? But Lou Reed was doing some real kind of punk type things, and then Iggy and the Stooges came about. And the Stooges existed before the Ramones, before the Sex Pistols, before the Clash, before any of those bands. Okay. So, Sex Pistols were part of the early, the early wave, and um, uh, definitely you know one of the, the the big bands that people really associate with that with that scene.
2: You just gotta finish it now, dude. Like you're. Do you have a do you have
3: a um corkscrew? A cork. corkscrew? Yeah, I
2: got gotcha. you.
3: It
0: seems like you gotcha. went
3: down on it. I
0: no. It seems like I went I'll down be on it. Back. No, I just twisted it like you're supposed to do. But yeah. I think my problem is they all sit upright. Every once in a while, you're supposed to actually dip them, like you're so supposed they to don't dry them out, so that they don't dry out. And I haven't done that. I've how, had long this that week, how long has How long has been in there for? Probably over a year. So
3: I don't know about you guys, but the aftertaste in my mouth on this is sweethearts.
0: I think that's like, the grapefruit I, see, you're my, getting. I, I swear I'm getting ginger ale.
2: No no no. I can I can get some ginger ale out of it. I don't know if I would come up with that on my own, but when you say it I'm like, oh yeah, ginger ale's so, in like there. Like I the know this is odd.
3: I just had like a, a
0: roll of sweet tarts. It's fantastic. I, I so, don't I don't get that. At I don't get all, sweet tarts, I'm sorry. I, I get ginger ale like seriously. And I get
2: grapefruit for what's, sure.
0: What's interesting to me is I don't get I don't have a lot of um so, if you guys remember my journey through bourbon, ginger ale is how I started Yeah, with yeah. Uh, bourbon. And for me, straight, ginger ale... Straight ginger ale. B- but until I, until I started drinking bourbon, I never drank ginger ale unless I was sick.
2: Yeah. So, or, so on an mirrors? airplane. Or an airplane. Or...
0: It didn't matter. Whatever was available. So, no, even on an airplane... Uh, uh i didn't that's the only time i drank in ginger ale that's on that's an airplane because they always have it you're like, oh <laughs> no, that you're actually like, sounds good. oh that sounds great <laughs> i started doing that though when i started drinking bourbon on on airplanes but like before that though it was only when i was sick so this is a weird like we talked about nostalgia and how things attach to what it memories yeah. and things the the flavor of ginger ale not in a bad way reminds me of when i was sick nice
2: work jesse i'm watching you
0: it, <laughs> remind, of it reminds me of when i was sick and and not in a bad way not in a way that's like gross yeah in a way that's almost like comforting like ferris bueller <laughs> sick at home uh, no but like <laughs> in a comforting way meaning that um like the ginger ale was the thing that always settled like eased your stomach yeah. and made you feel a little bit better so like for me ginger ale has that nostalgic quality to it where you're not necessarily you know reminding you of being sick but reminding you of the times you were sick and you and you, you needed to feel good. a little bit better. No. Oh you're fine no. whatever. Pour that in your glass. The floaters will float away as I pour. So we had a little bit of a cork malfunction. And, Quirk uh, malfunction. That's the technical term. That is. That's good. Um, learn that and steward, uh, <laughs> my in steward. bourbon stewardship. But, uh, yeah, so what we're doing now, we just had the cocktail that uh, Jesse has created uh, for the Minor Threat. Jeez, mm-hmm.
4: uh,
0: don't jeez me. That's
1: exactly, <laughs> that's like
0: identical. Oh, jeez. So uh, now we're moving on. I brought a apparently now corkless, version of... It uh, means you have to finish it, unfortunately. Jefferson's, <laughs> yes. uh, bottle Kill. No, not tonight. Tuesday That's night. Oh yeah, God. Tuesday night.
1: Jefferson's uh, Chef's tomorrow.
0: Collaboration, A Marriage of Bourbon and Rye. Now, uh, this is a collaboration uh, between Chef Edward Lee, you said out of Louisville, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Master Blender uh, Trey Zoller guessing on the last z-o-e-l-l-e-r um but basically just again a marriage of uh bourbon and rye so um i've had this for a while i think i've only opened it one time um i'm generally i have not seen that in the store is that hard
1: to find well apparently it is i don't remember where i got it yeah it is Be honest. we carried it at the whiskey bar Hmm? and uh we had a nice little back stock of it we did not realize that it was hard to find. So we went through that uh, and we could not get it in anymore. Oh, wow. oh that's and so many people came in and they loved it and they'd never seen it. Well it's a limited edition, so yeah. it might
0: just be that they don't have it anymore.
1: Well when I saw it on your list, that's the first time I'd seen it in a while. Yeah. So I was excited about that. Okay. It's,
0: yeah. Now have you had it before? I have. Okay. Yeah. But so I've but had it but I it's I don't been remember. a couple of years. I don't yeah. remember either. I don't think I, I have. So I'm gonna take a little wash of my water yeah. here. Do a uh, tongue wash. You
1: have different, some butter that I could just wash my tongue. No. Ooh, yeah. By the nice way, you, you can absolutely do like a fat wash with butter. Like you brown, oh. you brown the butter a oh, little bit in, in, in a pan, oh, in a pan. Okay. and then you fat wash it. Now that's, that's amazing. Just,
0: now you're just flirting with. I paper. will be
2: doing yeah. a butter washed bourbon, 100.
0: What are you going to use for your bourbon? I'm do something you have a lot of, like Buffalo Trace or Weller or something like that. Oh,
2: not my Buffalo Trace. Well,
0: then a Weller. So a Weller. I could do a Weller. Oh, okay. Ooh,
2: brandy. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Carriage.
0: <laughs> I'm not going
2: to read. So for you, you though, have to buy the book to get it, dickhead.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, you have to. listen. I'm just saying. I'm not going to say uh, what it is. Brett is reading from the book. That's what's getting him excited right now. <laughs> is he's reading from the book? I can't stand recipe. up right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you, you write can. that in review?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Name uh, I'm
0: just going to say it moved. <laughs> <laughs> it moved <laughs> while reading the book. It moved. This was a really fun episode, sitting down with Jesse and just discussing music and cocktails, which, ironically, is what the intention for the book was. We sat around for another 30 minutes or so drinking some bourbon and talking. But we wanted this episode to focus on his book release, so we cut it at this point. Please make sure to support Jesse by visiting the links in our bio for his book release and book purchases.